What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of God Goals and Girl Talk. I am so excited. We are officially at episode 52. God Goals and Girl Talk is one year old, officially tomorrow, but I am just so grateful to have made it to this place. Um, You could not have told me that 52 weeks ago that I would still be doing this. Like, let's just be honest that I was not 100% on board with the idea when God gave it to me. Um, There were a lot of weeks where I decided or thought that I was going to delete this whole podcast and call it a day. Um, And so to make it to this point is so monumental on so many levels. And so I'm excited just for... The things to come in the next year um, to see what God is going to do. Um, I have some really exciting things that I've been working on, and I'm excited to share them with you guys coming up. Um, it's about to be lit, right? It's about to be a lituation in 2021. So as you guys continue to um, enjoy your family and celebrate um, the new year coming up, which we're going to do safely, okay? Safety first. Um We are going to continue our series, The Year in Review, and we are going to follow up with episode two of Ready for War. So again, this podcast is the second most played episode of the year, the most listened to episode. And again, it's so timely as we literally are getting ready to embark on a new year at the end of the week. You know, if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. That's the word. So we're going to stay ready. We're going to take the time to celebrate. The Bible says that there's a time for rest. There's a time for war. There's a time for work, like everything in its due season. And so I think that at the end of the year for this to be um, our second episode in our year in review series, this is a lot for me because the way that this whole Bible study came about is a whole thing um, that I will share with you guys at the appointed time. But again, I'm so excited. Happy birthday to God Goals and Girl Talk. I am just so, so, 
so I can't even like put into words how overwhelmed I feel that we've made it to this point that God has brought me to this point and the things that he's going to do next. So here we go. Ready for war part two. And I will see you guys in 2021. Welcome to God, Goals and Girl Talk, where we discuss living in the culture while living for the kingdom. Join in as we discuss how God's word applies to our lives in relationships, careers and fulfilling our purpose. Girl, let's talk. Here's your host, Sharla Walker. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of God, Goals, and Girl Talk. I pray that you guys had a great week. I am so grateful for this long weekend. Our organization um, gave us half a day yesterday, and so I am taking full advantage of this long weekend with some rest and relaxation, and I pray that you all are able to enjoy your Memorial Day weekend safely. Um, so before we get started, I have a couple of announcements. It is not too late to join us for the Armor of God Bible study. Um, the first session was posted in our Facebook group on Monday, and the second session will drop tonight at 7 p.m. So click the link in the show notes to get connected and to get caught up. Um, we will resume our live Bible study sessions on Saturday, May the 30th at 7 p.m. And the information for the live will be provided in the Facebook group. So it is free. It doesn't matter where you are. If you want to um, do Bible study with us, then get in, into the Facebook community, get connected with us um, so you don't miss any of that access information. And then the podcast survey, please take... Um, a minute just to do the podcast survey. It takes about five minutes and you get a free digital copy of Check God's Resume for your time, okay? Um, and we just want you to help us make the show better. And then lastly, please do not forget to rate the show, subscribe, um, so you never ever miss an episode, okay? Or as my friend says, okay. Um, <laughs> so let's get into the show. So last week, we started getting acclimated um, with our armor, right? The armor of God. And we learned that we were able to put on the whole armor every day to help us as we stand firm against the schemes of the enemy. And so this week we are continuing to take a deeper look at each element of the armor. It is so important um, that we understand each individual concept because when it's abused or worn incorrectly, the armor can malfunction and it can lead to injury or death. And even though we're not fighting in a physical war, the last thing you want is a spiritual death, right? So we don't want to be um, separated from God. That spiritual death that we hear about um, in regards to, you know, sin separating us from God. And so the enemy just would love nothing more than to count you as a casualty, you know what I'm saying, by facilitating your own spiritual separation from God or from you having that spiritual death. And so our anchor scripture for this episode um, in the last episode continues to be Ephesians 6, um, 10 through 17. Where, God, uh, where Paul tells us to put on the whole armor of God. And so it says, a final word, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. 
For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor, so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes with God, with, that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So we learned that we have six listed pieces of armor. The belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, shoes of peace, the shield of faith, a helmet of salvation, and the sword of the spirit, which is God's word. Last week, we discussed how to practically put on our belt of truth, how to put on our breastplate of righteousness, and how to put on our shoes of peace. So this week, we're going to be discussing the other half of our armor. We're going to learn how to use our shield of faith, our helmet of salvation, and our sword. So we are going to be exploring all of the things um, that can cause um, a breach and an interference with our armor next week. And if you've missed uh, last week's episode, you want to get caught up because between this week's, last week's, and next week's, major key alert, okay? So if you have not taken the opportunity to listen to last week's episode, pause for the cause, go back, listen to last week's episode, so and get this week's episode in, Get into the group, watch the the first session that they put on the full armor of God Bible study, cause you need all the things. Okay, we got all. We're trying to get make you have the keys, the keys, the keys. Okay, so you can live your best life. Hey guys, hope you are enjoying the show. Look. Take a minute to go ahead, subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode, and leave a review. We love to get feedback from our listeners, and doing this will help us get advertisers that are relevant to our audience. So if you have been blessed by God Goals and Girl Talk, if this is your favorite time of the week, is to spend it with me. First of all, God bless you, sis. I love you. But take some time to go ahead and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode or a bonus episode, and make sure that you leave a review. Now let's get back to the show. The shield of faith. So let's talk about that. I love that our faith is seen as a shield, like something that protects us and provides a barrier against attacks of the enemy. The Roman soldiers were Paul's inspiration um, for this piece, and by this piece, I don't mean like the shield of faith. I mean the whole armor of God analogy. Um, and the Roman soldiers, they had shields that were large enough to cover their whole bodies. And the shield could be utilized in so many ways. Um, it could be used to push their opponents and gain territory for their cause. It um, Groups of soldiers would like gather together and would huddle um, and enclose themselves creating like this huge barrier from their enemy. And then the shields, when they were wet, could extinguish um, flaming arrows, right? So y'all thought, I know y'all thought that y'all were about to get out of the whole little intro without a definition. 
analysis. I always got one. Um, our definition comes directly from the Lord today in Hebrews 11 and 1. Um, and I'm reading from the New Living Translation. He tells us exactly what faith is. Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things that we cannot see. And so we also know that faith is a critical component of our relationship with God because the Bible tells us that it's impossible to please God without faith in Hebrews 11 and 6. So it is important for us to be strong in our faith because you know that the enemy is looking to extinguish any fire that you have for God. Why? It's because our faith secures our victory over the enemy. And our, you know, that fire that you have for God, um, it can be contagious. Like when you think about things catching on fire, if somebody is close to you and you're on fire for God, you're able then to, you know, they're able to kind of touch your flame and then they catch fire and they catch fire and then everybody's on fire for God and the devil is out here big mad. And so if you look at first John, um, five, four through five, I'm reading from the message Bible. It tells us that our faith is what secures um, our victory over the enemy. It says, every God-begotten person conquers the world's ways. The conquering power that brings the world to its knees is our faith. The person who wins out over the world's ways is simply one who believes Jesus is the son of God. So the enemy wants you to put down your shield and to abort your victory, right? Like, do don't, give him that opportunity or the satisfaction like your faith is a muscle so if you keep flexing it and adding more weight you'll get stronger now y'all know sis ain't even in the gym like that or like she should be um and i'm sis but okay i'm a nurse so i know anatomy so the the analogy works just know that it works that muscles use it build it strength be out here flexing, okay? Um, it is important <laughs> to stay studying God's word and to surround yourself with others who are strong in the faith as well, right? When you surround yourself with other soldiers, so when you think about those soldiers huddling together, um, your your soldiers or your group or your community is going to protect you with that shield, right? So if they're all standing around you and they have their shields up, you're able to, be, you're able to stumble, fall and drop your shield and you would be able to, you know, they, they'll come around you and you're able to, um, to be protected even in that season. And so it's so important, so important that you have other people around you, that you get connected with a prayer group, um, and that you continue to keep the faith, read your word, and then find you a biblically sound church home and get in community. I hear so many people say like, you know, I don't have to um, go to church to have a relationship with God. And that is true, but the enemy would like to use isolation and for, and for you to be outside of community to attack you alone. And so while you are right, you do not have to go to church to be in fellowship with God. You need to be in a community of believers and you need to be make sure that you're in an, a biblically sound church home. I watched this um this documentary and I encourage y'all to watch it and I'm not like this is not an endorsement but it's on Amazon it's called um American Gospel Christ Alone it's like four dollars you need to get it and watch it because everybody that's out here proclaiming the name of Jesus Christ 
Ain't it? That's what I learned. And I'm going to leave it at that. Um, I attend a great church. It's called the Way Church of Tampa Bay. And we live stream every Sunday um, at 1030. And we have Bible studies at 645 p.m. Bible studies are on a little pause right now because we're doing um, our poor groups, which is our way of being able to be in community and fellowship with our church family, which has been really awesome. So shout out to my poor group because it'd be lit. Um, so if you join our Hearts Over Habits Facebook community, we're also here to support you, pray for you, pray with you, do Bible studies. Um, I stream church service on Sundays in the live. And when y'all watch church service, just know it's your girl out here working the camera. Okay? Amen. Um, and <laughs> uh, so make sure that you get a community. So let's get back to faith. So it is so important. The Bible tells us that faith is a substance of what we hope for and the evidence of things that, um, and the evidence of things not seen. We learned you cannot always trust what you see, right? The enemy is an illusionist and that everything has to be tested by the spirit of God. But in, um, second Corinthians five, seven, the Bible continues, you know, tells us that we have to walk by faith and not by sight. And so I love how the Message Bible just be out here giving us all the tea. Um, and in the Message Bible, it reads from 2 Corinthians 5, 6 through 8. And it says, that's why we live with such good cheer. You won't see us drooping our heads or dragging our feet. Cramped conditions here don't get us down. They only remind us of the spacious living conditions ahead. That is what we trust in, but don't yet see that keeps us going. Do you suppose a few ruts in the road or rocks in the path are going to stop us? When the time comes, we'll be plenty ready to exchange exile for homecoming. Like, that is so, like, so fire. Like, we're not, like, we're not worried about the little things that happen here because we know that greater things lie ahead like this this earth we're this is a temporary assignment but right now you know I'm focused on getting home I'm focused on the things that God has for me in eternity so I don't have to worry about the things here is it easy to not be worried about the things here no but you have to continue to feed your faith and to starve your doubts you have to continue to make sure that you're meditating on God's word day and night you have to get into community so other people can encourage you and protect you when you're when you do stumble and fall and to hold you accountable it's important to have a team of people to to help with holding you accountable as well like my friends know I call them and I you know I'll say something to them if I'm upset about something and my friend the other day was like such you tripping and I was like you right <laughs> right so when you're in godly community and you know that um, when you receive correction it's something that is God ordained um, then you are able to continue to build your faith, to flex those faith muscles. Um, and I always get asked, like, how do you flex your faith muscles? And I'm going to, we're going to talk about um, that in just a little bit. Now let's talk about this helmet of salvation. The helmet is such a critical piece of armor. Um, and it was often put on last by the Roman soldiers as a final act to show that they were ready for battle. And it, you know, it protects your brain, um, which is the command center of your body. 
Okay, I bet y'all didn't know that y'all was getting this whole double duty anatomy lesson and spiritual lesson on today, but I'm always a nurse. Okay, um, it is clear uh, and it is so clear that our mind is a fundamental aspect to our um, salvation and our victory over the enemy. So let's talk about what salvation is. Salvation is deliverance or us being rescued um, from the power and the effects of sin. It is liberation or freedom from ignorance and illusion. And it is also preservation from destruction or failure. And so to me, that is such good news. That is the good news. Jesus is the good news, right? So if you have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, there is no time like the present. Please do not think that you have until tomorrow or in a few hours to do it. Stop what you're doing and accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Accept him as the Lord over your life and you will receive salvation. Like that is like you get rescued, you get freedom, you're preserved. There's no failure or destruction. Not to say that you won't stumble, but you will not be destroyed. You cannot fail with God on your side. Like salvation is the greatest gift that we've ever received. And we did nothing to deserve it, right? I'm always reminded of Ephesians 2, um, 8 and 9, when we when we learn that salvation is a gift that is freely given, right? Freely given to us by God, and Jesus paid the price. And honestly, it has nothing to do with us because we raggedy, right? Like, our righteousness is but filthy rags. And so the message, the message Bible gives it so plainly, um, and it reads from Ephesians 2, 7 through 10. Now God has us right where he wants us with all the time in the world. And the next to shower grace and kindness upon us is in Jesus and it is in Christ Jesus. Saving is all his idea and all of his work. All we do is trust him enough to let him do it. It's God's gift from start to finish. We don't play the major role. If we did, we'd probably go around bragging that we'd done the whole thing. No. We neither make nor save ourselves. God does both the making and the saving. He creates each of us by Christ Jesus to join him in the work he does. The good work has gotten ready for us to do, or the good work he has gotten ready for us to do. Work we had better be doing. I'm struggling, y'all, sorry. (laughs) So I am um, just really convinced that when the people, you ever hear like people, like really churchy people say, we're taking our stuff back from the devil. Devil, I'm coming to get my stuff, right? I'm like so convinced that when we say that, it should not have anything to do with like that $250 uh, you spent shopping online, okay? Like the enemy did not take your coins, sis. You handed them over. But... <laughs> Let's be for real. Okay, so, um, but we should be declaring that we're taking back the things of true value, like including our faith and our salvation outside of the hands of the enemy. And it is so important that you protect your mind with your helmet of salvation, that you continue to protect your, you know, protect your being with your shield of faith. And so, um, we are going to take a quick break and then we're going to hop into how do you, um, you know, utilize your shield of faith and your helmet of salvation and right after we pay some bills, show. Okay, so I have five key points on how to protect your mind 
and protect yourself with your um, shield of faith and your helmet of salvation. So thing number one or point number one, you have to make sure that you renew your mind, right? Paul gives us great instruction in Romans 12, um, one through two, and I'm going to read from the message Bible. And this is the Bible said what it said. So this is all that we have under renewing your mind. Okay. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you take your everyday ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work and walking around life and place it before God as an offering, embracing what God does for you and the best thing you can do for him. Or I'm sorry, embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. I'm not wearing my glasses, y'all. Full disclosure, and I think it shows. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to the level of its immaturity, God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you, in you. So you have to renew your mind. You have to lay down your life, sleeping, eating, everything that you do, you lay it down to God and he will give you um, the adjustment. He will, as long as your attention is fixed on him, he will develop you and mature you. Um, you want to make sure that you feed your faith and starve your doubts, right? So we talked about how Hebrews 11 and 6 says that it's impossible for you to believe or uh, to please God without faith. If you are believing God for something, you want to start by doing um, acts of faith. So that's how you can you can flex your faith muscle, right? So um, I believe that God is telling me to start my own medical practice. Isn't it crazy, y'all? Does it make sense to me? No. But... I am flexing my faith muscle because I know that whatever God wants to happen, he will bring it to pass. So I started doing my research. I started doing business plans. I started um, having meetings and looking into different softwares and this and that. I'm, I'm doing the work. I'm doing what I can do and I'm believing God to do what he can. And so I challenge you just to start flexing your faith muscle. Like, what are you believing God for? Are you believing God, believing God for a degree? Okay, have you started looking at schools? Because if you don't, <laughs> right? So how are you flexing your faith muscle? It doesn't matter that you don't know how it's going to be paid for. Are you looking at schools? Are you seeking God? Are you praying and asking God to give you the next direction? What steps of faith are you taking? Because faith without work is also dead. Right. So you can't just say, oh, I'm believing God for this. How are you preparing for the, the thing that you're praying for? How are you preparing for the things that you're praying for? OK, next, you want to make sure that you get a God vision. So remember who you serve. You want to make sure that you stay focused on Jesus Peter was walking on water, literally walking on water, took his eyes off of Jesus, and then he began to sink. So you want to make sure that you are rooted and not getting caught up in the culture. You're getting rooted. You're rooted in the Lord. Remember that you don't focus on this worldly perspective, but you 
are focused on eternal purpose. And so if it does not have eternal purpose, if it is not doing anything for the glory of God, if it is not, um, you know, building God's army or, or completing his mission, then we have to do what Matthew 6 reminds us. So Matthew 6, 19, 19 through 21, if it's not helping you gain treasure in heaven, we ain't got time for that, okay? Don't hoard treasure down here where it gets eaten by moths and corroded by rust or worse, stolen by burglars. Stockpile treasure in heaven where it's safe from moth and rust and burglars. It's obvious, isn't it? The place where your treasure is, is where you will want to be the most and you'll, ent and you'll end up being. So you want to make sure that you're doing work down here so that you are storing up your treasures in heaven, that you are eternal focused, that you're winning souls over. God don't care about your bank account, child. He wants, <laughs> he cares more about your, your spiritual bank account, your spiritual bank account. So it's so important that you are staying focused on the purposes of God. Sometimes we can get so caught up in um, our issues down here that we lose focus. And so don't allow the enemy to take that from you. You want to remember how the story ends, okay? The story ends in victory. And the enemy knows that. And that's why he's attacking you. That's why he's attacking your salvation. That's why he's attacking your faith. Because without those, right, you're vulnerable. But with Jesus, Paul tells us in Romans 6, um, and I'm going to read 6 through 11, the victory that we have. Could it be any clearer? Our old way of life has been nailed to the cross with Christ. A decisive end to that sin-miserable life. No longer at sin's every beck and call. What we believe is this. If we get included in Christ's sin-conquering death, we also get included in his life-saving resurrection. We know that when Jesus was raised from the dead, it was a signal to the end of death as the end. Never again will death have the last word. When Jesus died, he took sin down with him, but alive, he brings God down to us. From now on, think of it this way. Sin speaks a dead language that means nothing to you. God speaks your mother tongue and you hang on to every word. You are dead in sin and alive to God. That's what Jesus did. Y'all, what? <laughs> okay, we don't have to be at the at the beck and call of sin. Like it's still there, but it we just ignore it. Okay, we had to cut it. Okay, because that's what Jesus did. I, the Bible, like what when I read the Bible, I'm like, he said what he said. That's what Jesus did. We are no longer, Vic, we don't even know who sin is. We don't even speak that language. I don't understand. <laughs> no hablas, okay? <laughs> and then lastly, you want to understand that Jesus is our hope, our strength, and that he guides us. 
So, um, you know, we're made new creatures in Christ Jesus. And, you know, 2 Corinthians 5.17 tells us that. And so because of this, our mind should always be fixed on pleasing God and accomplishing his will for our lives. We are less likely to fall victim to the schemes of the devil because we're so focused on the hope that we have through Jesus, right? So you want to remember um, to stay in God's word. And the Bible tells us this in Joshua 1 and 8. It tells us to, um, to study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so that you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all that you do. So let's go over it again. Our five points to make sure that you are protected with your shield of faith and your helmet of salvation. Renew your mind. Starve your doubts and feed your faith. Get God vision or eternal perspective. Remember how the story ends in victory for us. <laughs> and then understand that Jesus is our hope, our strength, and he guides us. Check God's Resume is a personal reflection journal that challenges you to build God's resume in your life. Do you often feel like signs and wonders do not occur in your life? Are you feeling like you're in an impossible season? Sus, no, it is time for you to check God's resume. His goodness and his miracles are all over your life. He has been doing this. I had such an amazing time developing this journal and God reminded me of so many times where he has kept me. And if you are looking for a great tool to improve your posture of gratitude and just to learn more about the character of God, this journal is for you. It's available on Amazon and it makes for a great gift and it's great for a Bible group study tool too. Now, I want you to get this journal. Like I said, it is phenomenal. It's over 200 pages. There's guided study. Um, you learn about the different names and character of God. And you literally go through and build his resume from his personal information all the way down to his accolades and awards, just like you would build your own resume. It is so cool. It's so fun. And God just really reminded me of all of the crazy situations that I found myself in where he had his hand on my life. Y'all, he been out here saving us, okay? Get the journal, get in a position and a posture of gratitude. I pray that it blesses you. You need to get it. Now let's get back to the show. All right, y'all, so let's talk about the sword of the spirit, okay? The word of God is our weapon in this battle. And when you speak the word of God, it is so powerful, right? So like any weapon, though, it is important to understand how to properly utilize the sword of the spirit. Um, misuse of God's word can be deadly and um, just very similar to an earthly weapon. We know um, that all scripture is inspired by God, right? And provided to man through the Holy Spirit. And this is told to us in 2 Timothy um, 3.17, that every part of scripture is God-breathed and useful one way or another, showing us truth, exposing our rebellion, correcting our mistakes, and training us to live God's way. Through the word, we are put together and shaped up for the tasks that God has for us. 
And so the Holy Spirit uses the word to penetrate hearts and to save souls. Um, the Spirit then equips us with the word um, to use similar, similarly. <laughs> Y'all pray for me. <laughs> um, uh, and uh, yeah, as the way that Roman soldiers did. Um, and so when you speak God's word, you have so much power. Go read first Ephesians 19 through 23, um, reread it in our poor group. And it was just an awesome, awesome time to study how much power we have, um, through Jesus Christ, right? Um, it tells us that we have access to the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. And the sword of the spirit allows us to defeat the attacks of the enemy, where he challenges God's word and our identities, where he likes to twist God's word in an attempt to use, um, you know, guerrilla warfare with these counterfeit traps, and where we can use God's word to avoid um, those tempting alternatives to obedience that the devil tries to get us with, right? And so God tells us that his word is a sword in Hebrews 4 and 12. For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between the soul and the spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. And so it is equally as important now that we understand that God's word is a sword, it is also equally as important that we remember that misuse of any weapon, and in this case, it is our mouth, that misuse of this weapon can be deadly. And I'm not just saying that because the word is a sword and blah, blah, blah. No, it's in the word, y'all. The tongue is also referred to as a sword. In Proverbs 12 and 18, the words of the reckless pierce like swords. But the tongue of the wise brings healing. The Bible goes on to tell us that death and life are in the power of the tongue in Proverbs 18 and 21. And I love the way that the message Bible speak, um, like spells this out for us. It says, words kill. <laughs> words kill. Words give life. They're either poison or fruit. You choose. So we know that, you know, we've seen many instances in the Bible where, you know, um, like the story of the fig of the fig tree where Jesus cursed the fig tree and told it to shrivel up and die because it wasn't producing fruit. And when they came back, um, they, they were walking somewhere and then they were coming back and they, the disciples and Jesus. Um, and when they came back, the disciple was like, hey, it's dead. You told it to die and died and now it's died. What? What? Yes. <laughs> right. So your words are powerful. Um, your words can speak life the same way that Jesus told Lazarus to rise from the dead with his words. Right. So death and life both are in the power of the tongue. So Jesus cursed the fig tree, told it to shrivel and die and it died. Jesus told Lazarus to rise and he rose and he did all of those with speaking. God spoke everything into existence. So it's so important to understand your mouth, your sword and your weapon. And it's, it is important that you make sure that you are choosing wisely, whether or not your words are going to be poison or they're going to, or if they're going to produce fruit. 
right? And so if you want to continue to remember Jesus as our, as our example, you have to look at him in the wilderness in Luke 4. While being tempted by the enemy, he shows us how to properly use the word of God as our weapon. And so it is so critical that we spend time in the word and we spend time with God through prayer and we spend time reading and studying because they're not the same reading and studying scripture and you want to ask the Holy Spirit to continue to provide you with revelation or to give you insight or revealed truth as to how these scriptures apply to your current situation you want to ensure that you are reading full context of the scripture so you have an accurate understanding do not go out here misusing God's word. We know one person that does that is the devil. And so you need to make sure that you are reading the full context of the scripture so that you are getting the full, you know, the full understanding of it. So you truly understand how it's applicable to what you have going on. If you don't understand the full context, that's like you out here swinging a sword around with your eyes closed. Dangerous. So you want to make sure that you are understanding and you are, you know, that's why you want to be in community in a church. If there's something that you're not understanding, you ask the Holy Spirit to give it to you. But you can also then seek, you know, seek wise counsel and you can, you know, where you're being taught. I don't want to just go to church to be inspired. I need to be taught because I got to live Monday through Saturday outside of this building. So I really just challenge you to get into community, um, even when I do these podcasts, it's really just an overflow of my study time um, and things that I feel like God is having me to share and speak. Like I've read the armor of God um, scriptures before, but in this season, God has really called me to study it, to really understand each piece of it and then to share that with you guys. And so, you know, I am just so grateful that he is seeing me fit to do so because I be out here like not a hot hot mess, but yeah, no, like I just I am I'm just a regular, um, you know I'm a regular person. I work a full time, like you know, so just for God to use me in this way, um, to me is just so I'm I'm in awe of you know him seeing me fit to do you know to do this, but it requires a lot. It's a lot of studying. I don't ever want to come on here and misrepresent God or what He says, and so I have to be very very careful. Um, I make sure that I'm reading, like I read several translations of the Bible. Um, there's a, um, a website called Bible Gateway where you can pull up several translations and I'll read the same passage and all the translations and, you know, look and see, um, you know, what words mean. Like I'm all, that's, I'm doing definitions because I'm always studying. <laughs> like I study it for myself. And so then I feel like in order to get the full perspective and the full context and the full teaching that you have to do that. And it's so critical because I'm here in an attempt to speak life. I'm here in an attempt to teach you how to use your sword. And if you get the wrong instructions for me, I'm responsible for that. And ain't nobody got time to be out here in trouble with the Lord. I don't, I know he's a God of grace and love. And mercy, but the Bible say that He's the same God yesterday, today, and forevermore. That's the same God that flooded the whole earth. Okay, that's the same God that was out here striking people down. I don't want no smoke. I don't want it. Okay, the only hands I have for the Lord are the ones that He gives me to lay hands and pray for people. <laughs> so I just, 
want to emphasize how important it is for you to understand the power of your words and your mouth. Watch what you're speaking. And I'm going to do a whole podcast about, um, you know, our mouths because it's something that I still work on. And it's, you know, it is growth every day. And we're here for progress and not perfection. Um, But we know that progress is available to us. Peace is available to us. And all of these things, you know, our salvation is given freely. Like, child, don't let the, the devil run up and take your gift. If 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 it was a, a Michael Core purse, okay, or insert whatever you love, would you let the devil just run up and take it? No. So make sure that you are protecting your your salvation, protecting your faith, protecting the stuff um, <laughs> that really matters with your whole heart. And so I'm just excited. Like I said, get linked in part two of our Bible study drops tonight at seven in our Facebook group. I expect to see all y'all. Okay. Um, and I am just so excited for what God is doing and what he's preparing us for. Um, it is very clear that we are in spiritual warfare and it's very clear that, you know, in the times that we're in more than ever, that we need to be completely guarded in and girded and rooted in God. And so I'm just so grateful to be a part of it and so grateful um, for you guys for even listening to me. Cause again, like on Saturdays we watch SpongeBob. Okay. Like I'm not, <laughs> I'm not out here. Um, you know, just this holy, like God is still working on me. And I just love that even in the middle of my progress, um, he finds it fitting to use me here. So I'm grateful for you guys. I pray again that you guys have a blessed and safe Memorial Day weekend. And I'll holla at y'all in the Facebook group, okay? And then I'll see y'all next week. Thank you for joining us for another episode of God, Goals, and Girl Talk. Email your questions to godgoalsandgirltalk at gmail.com to have them answered on the show or have a topic you'd like to hear discussed. Looking for a community of women who love God and live for the kingdom? Join our community, Hearts Over Habits, on Facebook. Like us on Instagram and check out our monthly God, Goals, and Girl Talk online events on Eventbrite. Remember, above all else, guard your heart. We'll see you next week.